Hello, creative, and welcome back to the Empowered Creatives Podcast, finding confidence between hustle and burnout. I'm your host, Victoria Hines, creative career coach, helping creatives just like you navigate those twists and turns in your creative career. My guest this week is an incredible artist, Allie Joy Lily McDonald. She is a Black biracial mad acrylic painter and visual artist navigating emotions, bodily autonomy, and bodily integrity through art. She focuses on nudity and self-discovery. Throughout Ali's work, they continue to express their desire to fix the disconnect between her mind and her body. And every individual's body is their own. And using vibrant and bold acrylic color combinations, Ali wants to emphasize that even when a body is in the vulnerable state of nudity, it is still never anyone's to have or to take. Bodies aren't inherently sexual, and it is our desire to make them so. So I'm really excited to dive into a conversation with Allie today, and welcome to the show. Thank you so much, and thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Me too. All right. So I kick off every podcast episode with a guest with this question, and I know it's a woozy, but what do artists and creatives need to know is possible today? I, I think it's important for artists to know that it's possible for them to share not only their, their artistry, but um, who they are as people with others, and that it's possible to find a community that will connect with you and people that, not, that will not only connect with your art, but will connect with you as an individual and the things that um, you're trying to share through your art or even just important things uh, that are like morals and values to you, like you will find your people. I have a follow-up question with that. Have you ever felt like you were trying to find, tap into communities where you didn't belong or maybe that didn't feel as welcoming or arms wide open? Yes, you're my people. Yeah, um, that's a good question because uh, for sure, I think, especially like in the beginning of my imposter in like gallery settings or I was finding that I wasn't getting the reactions that I thought I would from my work. Uh, and that kind of put me in a place where it was like, oh, I kind of don't belong here. Um, but since then, I've definitely found more people that are receptive to my work um, that are like on the same page as me and are understand what, I, what I'm trying to say, as well as galleries that also see that. And so I'm definitely at like a better place now than when I first started. What are some of the signs to you that you have found a community or a place or a group or an audience that is right for you? The conversations um, that started to come up, instead of people maybe seeing my work and not being interested in having a conversation, um, there would be people that would come up to me and say like, oh, this really resonates with me. Um, I don't know if this is what you were trying to put into your work, but this is what it says to me. Uh, and maybe telling me something like really personal that uh, would also resonate with me. Hmm. So they're almost opening up in a very vulnerable and empathetic way to your art instead of maybe having that guard up, it sounds like, uh, when like interacting with your art and kind of questioning it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, no, absolutely. Cool. So let's go back to the beginning. So we'll we'll segue back into your art and what you're doing now. But what really led you to being an artist in the first place? I think at the end of uh, high school, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. 
but I had a passion for art. I had this one specific art class uh, in Ottawa at Ridgemont High School where the teacher was very encouraging and told me that I had some talent. And I just remember the specific conversation after that, um, not even with this teacher, but with my brother. I didn't know what I wanted to do right. And he encouraged me to follow my passions, uh, told me that, yes, you're very talented and you should pursue like what your heart what your heart desires. Um, don't let like voices from the outside tell you what you should be doing right now. You're the one that knows best what you should be doing. And that's why I followed my heart and uh, I went into art and uh, I found some really beautiful things there. Hmm. That's incredible. So how how is your art sort of uh, segued the right word or like morphed into what you're doing today? Well, I used to use Twitter a lot. And I stumbled upon a photo online um, in 2017, like my first year of college, of a woman posting about body positivity. So it was like her nude form. And I decided I wanted to paint that because it was was gorgeous. And it's something personal to me that um, has been a journey, like body acceptance, body positivity. And from there, I went from painting her nude portrait to my own uh, and then into many other people's nude portraits to really, I guess, spread that message of like body acceptance, body positivity, and like normalizing nudity in itself. Hmm. What was painting that first one like? I don't know if you can take yourself back to that moment, but was there any like really big discoveries you made in that moment? How, how freeing it was to not only like express myself and like take myself out of my, my own head and just express myself through paintbrush strokes, but I think the process of it, the process of seeing it all come together uh, and just like it being something that I really admired and, and seeing a body and being like, wow, like this is so beautiful. Did you find yourself like I, I'm just thinking back to I mean, body positivity is something that's so hard. And I know I have body dysmorphia. I know my boyfriend has body dysmorphia. And it's it's so easy, no matter who we are, to look at ourselves and see all the things that are quote unquote wrong or don't fit standards. But it sounds like when you being able to paint something, it's it's like all of the dysmorphia or the things that maybe we once would have critiqued about a body, maybe like faded away a little bit. Does that sound kind of like how it felt? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think there's there's different shapes and sizes and bodies and different lines that we may criticize on ourselves or even on others. But in the moment when I was painting, um, it's it's all part of the piece of art. It's all something beautiful. So what you're saying, like, is is very true. Like something that we may criticize or be insecure about um, on our bodies in real life. When it's on the painting, it's something that is just so beautiful and it's, it, it's a mimic of what's in real life. So making that connection is also something that's really like beautiful about that moment. Absolutely. Oh, what have you found to be the value in changing the perspective that nudity is inherently sexual and really putting this artwork in front of different audiences and having that conversation? On a personal level for me, the value of it is partially like seeing people's reactions uh, and trying to understand where that comes from and um, why we might be so like ashamed or disgusted or uncomfortable seeing nudity. 
Um, because uh, personally in my life, it's something that I've experienced a lot and not understood, um, like on my own body, like why would this make somebody so uncomfortable um, that I may have like less clothes on or am like comfortable showing my body. So that's been a big value. And also in understanding my confidence as well as my own sexuality, actually, um, it's a big thing because um, I feel like nudity and sexuality are so tied together. But the thing is, they don't always have to be, but in today's society, they always are. And I think differentiating that in my own personal life uh, has given me a lot of freedom and a lot of confidence. That's lovely. It's hard because like nudity, it is a big cultural aspect and it's a part of a lot of different cultures. But I mean, especially in America, I feel like there's pieces of that like Puritan foundation that still like bleed through to today. And you're right, like showing more skin nudity has been considered inherently sexual and it's usually the woman's fault for showing more skin and she's the person to blame and coming to terms with like all of that stigma that we we all grow up with and then learning how to rewrite that is incredibly challenging but I love that your artwork is focused on helping not not only our culture but it also sounds like individuals right that's rewrite that story a little bit yeah absolutely um and just a little another tidbit, because I, I do think it's important. Um, it's it's another, I guess, it's even more personal than what I would normally share. But uh, So I'm a mentally ill individual uh, who used to self-harm. And so for the majority of my life, I had scars that were visible for people to stare at and really like gawk at. And it was very uncomfortable most of the time. And I don't think I ever really got over that. But as I got older, I got a tattoo cover up and I started wearing less clothes, um, which I think really ties into the work that I do about nudity because I used to be stared at if I wore less clothes for a different reason, but now I'm stared at just for the nudity in itself. And so I think it's just really a personally like empowering thing for me through my art. Hmm, that's incredible. I feel like that's leaning into the confidence piece. Um, and I, I wanted to kind of bring that up again. You mentioned it earlier, and I feel like what you just mentioned as well is taking this this past or your your life and this past that you've lived through and kind of finding your confidence and finding this who you are today as Ali McDonald and how you present yourself. What has been what has been key? to finding that confidence, not only in your art, but in your own skin, and even maybe as a business owner as well. I feel like there's like a lot of different things that aid to my confidence. Um, Like number one, well, they're not ranked, but one of them being uh, like therapy. The second one, like being uncomfortable, which was part of my therapy, doing things that might make me uncomfortable. So I had to start somewhere um, by wearing the things I wanted, showing myself painting the things I wanted, putting that nude art in shows and having those uh, uncomfortable viewers or people that may not resonate with it. Uh, And then the third one we talked a bit about in our Get to Know You uh, was becoming a parent or becoming a mom and uh, having this little human that you want to stand up for all the time that like you would do anything for them and like learning from that, that you also have to do that for yourself 
Um, and a lot of my confidence really built there. That's really powerful. What about having a kid and having your son made you realize you also needed to, you know, stand up for yourself before you could stand up for them? Unfortunately, I had um, some complications after I gave birth and there was quite a few doctors who didn't listen to me. Um, it, it took maybe two visits to the emergency room and then uh, finally I was believed and uh, I'm even still getting things under control now for that. Uh, but that was like the first step. And after that, I think what really amplified it was all of these people trying to tell me how to be a parent uh, and giving all of their perspectives um, and telling me what would be best for my baby. But in reality, I think most parents do know what's best for their child, what works for them and their family, because it's different for everybody. And from there, I think it really kind of like lit a fire under me on uh, like speaking up for myself as well as speaking up for my baby. Mm, absolutely. I, I love that you mentioned that, you know, you're the one who knows best for your child. Like you are the one who's spending the most time with them and you know their personality. And I, I think you're spot on that everybody's an individual and what works for one person doesn't work for the next person. And I, you know, I think there's a lot of synergy with that, with being a business owner too, of, you know, we live in a world as business owners where people try to tell you like, this is what you have to do to be successful. This is what success looks like. This is how you run a business. And they're not wrong. But at the end of the day, you're the only person who can decide how to run your own business. And what's going to be right for you is not necessarily going to be right for every bit ever um, art business owner around you as well. That kind of segues my into my little next question is that uh, how are you currently defining success in your art business? I guess my definition of success right now in my business uh, would be actually like putting myself out there more and more um, because I think there's a lot of fear that some individuals have and a lot of artists have uh, when it comes to like sharing their work, applying for shows, um, even like selling their work to people. Like they're afraid that uh, people aren't interested or won't, won't like their work. But I think, uh, Recently, in the past few years, that's been my my biggest success, actually applying to shows, getting into a few, um, getting prints out and saying, here, this is my work. It's available for you to buy. Hope you like it. Just kind of like sitting in like what is my art and that it is accepted and kind of tying back my confidence into that and standing like firm in who I am. And what my art is. That's hard to do. That's so hard to do. I was just going to share this. I went to a Lizzo concert a few weeks ago and she's incredible, but there was a moment her as a performer, she just stood on stage and just let everybody cheer and clap and like applaud her. And you know, it's an auditorium that's humongous. And she just basked in it. She just let it in. She just let it wash over her. And I don't think I've ever seen a musician do that in a live concert of like just taking a moment and recognizing the success they've achieved or like the love and applaud and like success there. But it sounds like in some ways, like that's kind of what you're trying to find too, is like getting into these art shows, like finding those moments where 
you're like, oh yeah, this is, this is you. This is you running an art business and showing up and selling your work and putting it out there and sharing your story as well, which is so vulnerable and so scary and absolutely terrifying to do. Because the second you do it, you, you open yourself up to rejection and you also open yourself up to success, which can also be just as scary. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I love that you shared that with me because I'm, I'm a huge Lizzo fan too. Um, <laughs> and honestly, that is well-deserved. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen somebody in concert do that either, but like, that's absolutely like, yes, like you are this human, you've done these amazing things. Yes. Take it in, like recognize that. <laughs> It's so hard to do though. It's so easy. Like, I I think it doesn't matter if you're a musician or a writer or an artist, like you get to the show, you get to the performance, even me as a theater artist, like the show would go by so fast and it was so hard to, it was kind of like you were always on to the next thing. And I think that's the beauty of art and the beauty of like project-based businesses, but it's also hard to remember to slow down and remember all those moments where you you achieve something yeah I think a lot of people in life are it's normalized to appreciate other people and then we forget to appreciate ourselves 100 percent Hey, creative. I'm going to take a quick moment to give a shout out to Artera, who supported the creation of this episode. Artera is redefining the future of art galleries, where art, storytelling, and innovation collide. If you hop on over to their site, they are not only showcasing incredible artists, including the artist who is my guest today on the pod, but Artera is also a community nurturing both established and growing artists alike. If you are a visual artist, sculptor, or maker looking for a supportive and tech-savvy community, check out Artera. If you are an interior designer looking to fill your designs, your homes with curated art, check out Artera. And if you are an art lover who enjoys learning the story of an artist before you buy, you should definitely check out Artera. Alrighty, let's dive back into the show. Going back to, so you really kind of struggled or you found a lot of success, let's put it that way, in the last couple of years, really showing up, putting yourself out there, applying to art shows. For any artist who is maybe in that boat where you were maybe a few years ago of share to sell their work, to show their work, to put themselves out there, what advice would you give to them? I'm not exactly a fan of like the phrase, fake it till you make it. So I guess I will go with, more of like you're you're gonna try and be scared but like be scared and try anyways you definitely need to be like your biggest cheerleader your biggest fan um like there may or may not be people that support you but in the end um you really do have to like believe in yourself the most and like be there for yourself and um believe in your work and yourself that really landed with me. I was like, oof, that is so hard to do to be your biggest fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. hard to do. And that's why I mentioned the like, fake it till you make it. But I also know that's easier said than done. So yeah, absolutely. Kind of going back to your work of with your nude art, and you mentioned that you have a lot of different reactions to it. What have been some of the most 
like positive reactions that have sort of like fed you and let you know, yes, you're doing the right thing. Your work is needed. It's valuable. Definitely some of the commission pieces I've done for people that have uh, let me in on their story or let me know, um, hey, I don't exactly um, see myself as beautiful or see my body as worthy, um, but I really love your work and I would love to see my body in that perspective. Uh, and then doing the painting, um, showing them a picture of it and then being like, wow. And, and having that moment with them and being like, yeah, that's you. Like that, that is you, that is your body. You think it's beautiful, right? Uh, and just like knowing that that's something that th they'll have maybe for the rest of their lives to look at and like have that moment uh, and just see themselves in that perspective. That's an incredibly healing and just powerful moment to see a piece of art of your body and and I have to I have to admit that it's beautiful. Like kind of be forced, yeah. forced to admit this is beautiful. Otherwise they're insulting you. <laughs> I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> like we don't always have good body image days, but I know that even on bad days they can look at that and maybe they won't accept it in the moment, but they will see it as beautiful. And maybe on a good day, they'll be like, yeah, actually, that's my body. You're right. That's my body. On the flip side, how have you navigated the critics or maybe the audience or people who don't quite understand your work? Um, I mean, nowadays, I, I definitely, I, I want to, I, I want to get deeper into their psyche and understand what's making them so uncomfortable, like outside of like society's uh, norms of over-sexualizing the body. Um, a lot of people have like personal reasons as to why they think the way they do, right? I mean, that's how I think now. But back at my first art show, I, I remember talking to my mom and just being so upset about the fact that people would like look at it, look away, walk away uh, and be uncomfortable because like that's not a great feeling. Um, but I think as well, when I first started, and there's still way more to learn and understand, obviously, but when I first started, I couldn't understand why like it was seen as disgusting or uncomfortable. And I like, I used to like attach that meaning to my work, but that's absolutely not true. And I recognize that now just because someone has the bad reaction doesn't mean that's the meaning of my work or that's actually like the, the thoughts that most people have about my work. It also says so much more about them and who they are and what they're going through or, or where they're at in their life than it it does about you. I think that's something as I've been getting older, I'm starting to do that more and more is kind of disassociating other people's reactions to, I, I have to take a moment and remember, is this actually a reflection of me and who I am? And I need to maybe take that in, process it, figure out what to do with that information. Or is this 100% something they're going through personally and has zero reflection on who I am, what I did, whatever it may be. And that's hard. But yeah. I, I love that you're you're kind of taking the curiosity route of how can I how can I learn more about what makes them uncomfortable in this moment. Yeah, it took me a little while to get there. I'm not gonna lie. But um because obviously yeah I was in that that mindset of like my feelings hurt, it must be me instead of the curiosity. But like you said, everyone has their own story and what they're going through so it's good to think about that so switching over a little bit to your business what's been the biggest lesson you've learned recently in running your own art business um 
this is actually something I learned. Um, it's at a, at a camp that I usually work at for the summers, but you say it, you say it, and you say it again. And I've been taking that um, in a business approach of like promoting myself, saying my meeting, and promoting myself again. Uh, and so, like going back to being your biggest fan, um, you have to promote yourself. You have to share your work. You have to share it again. You have to share it again um, to really uh, keep like drawing in an audience and try and connect with people about it. What's been really key to give you the confidence to promote yourself and promote your own work over and over and over again? <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> definitely uh, the positive responses that I've uh, received from people uh, and connecting with other artists that also um, have some of the same meaning behind the work as me. Um, it's really about the community and the connection that I receive when I share myself that makes me go back and be confident and want to share myself more and more. I have a question here. So how has becoming a mom changed both your art as well as maybe how you approach your business? Loaded question. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Just my experience of like giving birth, becoming a mom, all of that has, it's just like amplified my reason for why I like to share nudity and promote bodily autonomy and um, really express like express those topics more for sure. I think it's also given a little bit more meaning to different pieces that I create, uh, especially with the like the experience of afterbirth and um, going through like being told that I'm like wrong about my own body because I, I believe every individual like knows their body best and um, it's definitely just like amplified that. And some people might not see that in my work, but uh, it's there and I can express it, uh, especially when I'm creating that work, which is important to me. Um, And then it changed my business for sure in the way that I will post things during nap time. I will uh, always take advantage of that time and promote myself then or update my site then um, because time management is just so much harder now but I find that like that nap time is when I'm always I'm always online trying to get some business stuff done <laughs> that makes sense you're sort of a you're you're stuck to somebody else's schedule now or completely dictated yeah. to somebody else's schedule now <laughs> yeah. oh gosh that's hard that's really hard all right so I know we're we're coming to a close really quick so I have my one last burning question for you so what advice would you give to an artist? And we kind of already touched on this, but what would you tell them if they're looking to feel more confident in their career today? I guess, I don't know, I feel like there's so many different things that like people share, but I think it's really important to like remember your meaning, remember why you do what you do. Uh, I think that can be like a really, really great motivator behind it uh, for keeping yourself um not only confident because sometimes that that won't help with your confidence but uh reminding you that like it's your purpose you have a purpose um and like you're creating for a reason and there are people that will resonate with your reason remembering that there's a place out there for you it's kind of what it yeah it sounds like yeah like there's a place there's a place you belong there's a place where 
everything about you is going to be magnified because you're doing what you love and you're doing what you're good at and you're, you're helping others. Yeah. Spot on. All right, Allie, how can we keep in touch with you, see your art, interact with your art, maybe purchase your art? Uh, how do we, how do we interact <laughs> or stay connected? Well, <laughs> I would recommend finding me on Instagram at um, a.j.l.y.artistry. Uh, and there you can find uh, my link tree in my bio, and that will lead you to my print shop, my website, uh, and any other little goodies that I'm a part of. Incredible. I'll also put all those links in the show notes below. So anybody tuning in can click those links. Oh, with that being said, I know it was short and it was sweet, or I don't know, I guess it wasn't short, but it felt like it flew by. But Ali, thank you so much for being a guest on my show today. Well, thank you for having me. It was like really, it was amazing. It was so nice to talk to you. In a world where it's hard to feel confident in your own body, it's lovely to talk to somebody who is blasting that message from the top of their incredible artistic tower. So thank you. Thank you. All right, creative, here is your one thing this week. I want you to go back and remember your why. Allie mentioned this on the podcast episode, but it is so incredibly important. And this is what can help you get through all of the low points or the low energy points or the moments where you really have to do something afraid. So I want you to think back to a time when your work really impacted someone else. Can you paint the memory? Can you paint the moment in your memory? Do you remember where you were? Maybe what was going on, the sound in the room? What was that person wearing? What was the feeling? What did they say or do that reminded you that you and your work is important? Remember that moment and use that moment to fuel putting yourself out there once again this week. All right, creative, if you're enjoying the podcast, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. It's the number one way you can support the Empowered Creators podcast without, you know, paying any money or doing much of anything. All right, until the next time, stay creative.